Welcome in to another edition of the Wisports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson, general manager at Wisports.net, and your host for the WSN podcast. We are ready for high school football in the new high school sports season to get underway this week. What a time it is. Fresh starts for everybody. Everybody is zero and zero. Everybody is thinking good thoughts, good things, playoffs, conference championships, all the good things are still in front of everyone. And what a way to get it started. We have some huge games on tap this week that we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about our Thursday night throwdown broadcast as well, where we'll have Bob Brainerd, our play-by-play announcer for Thursday night throwdown on to talk about the games, a little bit about his broadcasting background, and get things ready to go for week one of the high school football season. Reminder, let's help save lives on Wisconsin roads. The life you save might just be yours. Make the commitment to yourself and passengers that are with you by buckling up and putting the phone down every trip, every time. To find out more, take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. Are you looking for an athletic advantage for your athlete or team? B3 Sciences is the answer. Originally limited to only Olympic caliber athletes, it is now available to anyone. Increase vertical leap, quickness, speed, and strength through a more effective, efficient, and safer way to get a deeper level of fatigue and more muscle fiber recruitment than many modern workouts. Visit drken.b3sciences.com and take a 30-day no-risk test drive. Technology trusted by the Milwaukee Brewers, Chicago Cubs, LA Clippers, USA Powerlifting, the Kansas City Chiefs, and more. Well, we are into week one of the high school football season. Lots of Thursday games on the schedule this week as more teams play Thursday nights early in the year, especially non-conference games before school gets started, before kind of settling into more traditional Friday night contests. I think there's 31 or 32 games on Thursday this week, uh, which is certainly more than we will see in late September and into October. I love these early season non-conference games where we get to see matchups that we usually don't get a chance to check out. With the realignment that happened a few years ago, we get some teams that are able to play non-conference games now that never used to. They might have been in a closed conference previously, and now they get a chance to get out and take on some really excellent competition. You get to set your schedule in the non-conference season. So you can go out and find a quality opponent if you would like. You can find somebody that matches up with you ability-wise. If you're a struggling team, you can go out and and find somebody that will challenge you, but that will provide you with a good level of competition. And you don't have to worry about getting blown out maybe by the the best team in your conference. So non-conference season is always fun to see some of these matchups. And we're going to talk about some of these matchups before we get into our interview with Bob Brainerd. I want to uh, start with Thursday night where we have the huge Thursday night throwdown game, which will be uh, Middleton at Bayport. Bayport preseason number one, or excuse me, division one, number six. Middleton preseason num- uh, D1, number 12. These teams met up last year, the last couple years, in fact, in week one. And they are hoping, both of them, to challenge for conference titles this year. Middleton, uh, Bayport got Middleton the last couple years in this non-conference matchup where uh, where Middleton this year will travel to Bayport. Thursday night throwdown, you can find it on the WSN YouTube page. 
Going to be a great, great matchup early in the season. The very first high school football game of 2023, however, will be Baldwin-Woodville at Kewaskum. A couple teams ranked in the, the bottom part of our preseason Division Four rankings. This will be a 5 o'clock kickoff at UW-Lacrosse, a neutral site for these teams. Kewaskum's coming off an outright East Central Conference Championship. Baldwin-Woodville looking to get competitive in the middle border. A nice non-conference game, a nice job finding a way to make this happen, going to a neutral site that, you know, it, it's not equidistant, but it, it does facilitate the game a little bit more maybe than if one of them was the uh, the host school. Some other very, very good games on Thursday night. Wisconsin Dells travels to Lake Mills. The Dells was the champion in the South Central Conference last year, Lake Mills, looking to be a contender in the Capital Conference this year. You've got Wisconsin Rapids at River Falls. They, uh, Both those teams shared their respective conference titles. Rapids in the uh, VFA, River Falls in the Big Rivers Conference. Last year, these teams met right away in Week 1. River Falls won that matchup 28-7. A big one up in the Fox Valley area, another big one in the Fox Valley, with De Pere taking on Nina. Then you've also got a nice game that used to be a conference matchup between Rice Lake and Menominee. Those teams had some excellent matchups in the Big Rivers Conference. They uh, have shared the title in that conference in the past. Last uh, last year or two years ago, whatever it was, uh, Rice Lake moved out of the Big Rivers and into the middle border. But they do continue that non-conference action. In, uh, in That game will be in Menominee. There's a lot of really good games. I, I think for right now, I'm going to focus a little bit on some of the bigger matchups. And these are all games that were our nominees for the Quick Trip in Wisconsin Dairy Game of the Week. We really appreciate uh, Quick Trip and Wisconsin Dairy coming on board again. This has been a great uh, promotion and a great campaign that we have done the last couple years. For many years, you, you all asked and, and said and sent messages why don't you come here? You should come check out a game here. We've got a great home environment. We'd love to have you. Sometimes it was nice. You know, we'd love to have you. We'd love to welcome you in. Sometimes it was, hey, you never come watch us. You suck. Um, okay, fine. But now you, the fans, get a chance to have a say in what game we cover on Friday night. The games that I go to or our WSN staff go to, uh, depending on, on the week. This week... Again, the Week 1 Wisconsin Dairy and Quick Trip Game of the Week nominees. We've got Franklin at Catholic Memorial. That was the Game of the Week last year in Week 1. I went to that one. Uh, it was an outstanding matchup. Came right down to the end. Both teams at that time were defending state champions. It was uh, Catholic Memorial looked like they were in control. Uh, Franklin came back and actually tied that game up. And then late in the fourth quarter, under two minutes remaining, Catholic Memorial got a touchdown from Corey Smith. He had a big game in that one. And Catholic Memorial got the win last year in the game of the week. Also, we have Sussex-Hamilton at Fond du Lac. That's a, a really nice game. Again, out-of-area teams. Fond du Lac, by the way, will play Franklin again uh, in a Week 2 matchup. So they've got a tough couple games right out of the gates um, but Sussex Hamilton very good season last year 
Looking for a little better start this year, though. Last year, they got hammered by McGuanago, 52-28. to This year, they're looking to uh, do a little bit better early on. They do have to play without Nate Colleth at quarterback, though, for the first time in quite a while. In fact, going back before COVID, the last time they had a, a, a starter besides Nate Colleth. Fond du Lac, strong group of seniors. Um, excuse me, they, uh, they beat... Kettle Moraine last year in week one. Of course, Kettle Moraine won the Division II state championship later on, but a very, very good uh, debut for Fond du Lac last year. But they didn't continue it on. They were 5-5 five and five overall last year. They weren't able to build on that early success. You've also got Muskego at Verona, another of those games that are, are out of the area that you really like to see. Muskego won this one last year, 28-6 in week one. Their, their wing tee was tough to stop last year. It'll be tough to stop this year. This game at Verona. Verona was the Big 8 conference champion last year, but struggled out of the conference a little bit against some of the better teams on their schedule. So you know, the Big 8's got a chance to make some real strong impressions early on with Middleton taking on Bayport and Verona taking on Muskego. They, they got a chance to, to make a good early impact in the non-conference schedule. One of the, uh, a couple really great rivalry games as well, starting with the Forest at Wanakee. That's one of the bigger rivalries in the Madison area. They used to be members of the Badger North for many, many years, uh, or the Badger Large after that. Now it's a non-conference game. DeForest is in the Badger Small. Wanakee's kind of dominated this rivalry over the last, well, a couple decades or more, to be honest with you, but it was competitive last year. It was a close one. Wanakee ended up winning 42-34. to But both rosters, especially the playmakers, turned over quite a bit this season. So we'll see who's got their guys ready to go in that matchup between DeForest and Wanakee. A big one in the lacrosse area. The two best programs up in, in that area on Alaska and West Salem. They had an instant classic last year. On Alaska won by one point 14 to 13 in week one however West Salem got its revenge in the state semifinals with a trip to the state finals in division three on the line West Salem rolled on Alaska 37 to 14 again used to be in the same league when West Salem was in the Mississippi Valley West Salem moved out again um, but good to see them continuing this matchup and we expect a good one in this one uh, on Alaska at West Salem. So those are some of the big matchups on tap for this week. You can find the full schedule at Wisports.net. You can find a full preview at WSN coming out on Thursday. We'll break down these games and more to take a look at some of the top action around the state of Wisconsin. Again, very compelling matchups in a lot of places with good games on the schedule, with uh rematches on the schedule from last year with ranked matchups. It's just a, a good time to uh, get out and check out some high school football as you are able to. Again, if you are out on the roads and if you are out and about, let's help save lives on Wisconsin roads. The life you save might just be yours. Make the commitment to yourself and passengers that are with you by buckling up and putting the phone down every trip, every time. To find out more, take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. 
Well, now we're going to turn our attention to the Thursday Night Throwdown broadcast, which you can find every Thursday on the Wisports.net YouTube channel. We'll talk a little bit more about the schedule and, and things like that, but we have some great games. We have a huge game in Week 1, Bayport hosting Middleton. We're excited to get this underway. We're going to turn to our, our conversation with Bob Brainerd, longtime veteran announcer and uh, the the play-by-play announcer for our Thursday night throwdown. We'll check in with Bob, get his thoughts on this matchup, get his thoughts on this new uh, uh, feature that we're doing. So let's get in and talk to Bob Brainerd, longtime announcer and our play-by-play announcer for Thursday night throwdown. All right, welcome back into the WSN podcast as we get ready for week one of the high school football season and a big week one it is, including the very first Thursday night throwdown broadcast on wisports.net. We're excited to get this going and off the ground, something we've been working on for several months now. And we're going to talk about and expand on now with our next guest on the WSN podcast, Bob Brainerd, who will be doing color, excuse me, play by play on the Thursday night throwdown broadcast as part of our crew. Bob, appreciate you taking some time out of your vacation and uh, joining the <laughs> WSN podcast. Hey, but no, no, first of all, no problem, Travis. Uh, I sent the, the wife and son off to um, buy some cheese and, and goodies up here in Door County. But um, just hearing you say throwdown, how can you not be excited when you hear the word throwdown, the Thursday night throwdown? I can't wait to get this season kicked off. It's going to be great stuff. And, and you and I have worked together uh, over the years on Football Friday Night and on a, on a number of different things. So we're really excited to have you and Dan Brunner, uh, former Hartford head coach and the WFCA executive director, um, on board to do the call for us. You guys have worked together on a number of different broadcasts over the years. And uh, we got you. We got you. the We got the best. That's what we wanted to get on our Thursday night throwdown to, to make this really a high quality professional level broadcast. So we're excited to get going. Um, maybe tell us a little bit, you know, about your, your, your broadcasting history. First of all, like, you know, what, how'd you get into broadcasting? What have you done over the years? Cause it's, it's been a lot. I'm not saying that you're old by any means, <laughs> but uh, no. what's, what's your broadcasting history? Well, it um, it all started, the, the broadcasting part started actually when I went into it at UW Oshkosh. That's what I was excited about. That's what I wanted to do. So I got my degree there in communications. And then my first job was at WEAU-TV, great NBC affiliate up in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. And, and really, Travis, um, I grew up in the Milwaukee area, went to school in Brookfield. And so I was a big city kid. And so I certainly knew about, you know, high school football and high school sports in general, but it just kind of got lost in the shuffle. Um, when I was growing up, when I went to Eau Claire and started working at WEAU, their main focus, main focus is on local, local coverage and especially high school sports. So I got indoctrinated very early on about the importance, especially of Friday nights in high school football in the Eau Claire area and, and the reach that our, our TV station had meant it wasn't just the Eau Claire schools. It was, I mean, everybody, you, you, you name it miles and miles away, all the schools up there in that part of the woods. So what, it, what it did is it introduced me to that kind of coverage. And then it also got me excited about it because I saw how excited the players, the coaches, the parents and the communities got 
on Friday nights for football and then high school sports in general. But really, that's what kicked it in for me. And that's what gave me the vibe and the juice to really have a passion for covering prep football on Friday nights. Over the years, you've done a number of of games and sports at different levels in different uh, areas. Um, broadcasting for the Big East Network, broadcasting for Brewers games, uh, all kinds of different stuff. What is it about high school sports and in high school football, especially as we work on our Thursday night throwdown prep, that really resonates with you that has brought you back and kept you in high school sports? Well, that part's easy, uh, Travis, because like you said, you know, I, I've done a lot of things that are quote unquote on the big stage, you know, big time college basketball, college volleyball, football. But the thing about covering prep sports and prep football in particular is that that is the big stage again for the communities. And the smaller the community, the more important it seems to be. I'm not saying that the big schools, like in Southeast Wisconsin and in the Madison area, the Fox Valley, it is important to them too. But if you really see how these communities, they they blend together, it's a bind, it's a force together. They know these kids and coaches because they're, they're really a part of a small community. So they really know them intimately. And I got, again, I got to see that. So that's what kept drawing me to that was to see the excitement and to have that connection and to also then put these games and put these kids and coaches on the big stage, make them feel like they are the big time. Because again, in the eyes of the community, they are big time. So whenever we're able to do a broadcast of any sort and make it big time, make it feel big time and make these kids kind of have a remembrance. I, I, I think about state championships at Camp Randall and how many, how many times when, when a team wins or even just a team just gets there, the DVD orders, I mean, if that's still a thing, but they, they want to have that. They want to cherish that because when they're older, they want to show their kids, hey, look, here's dad playing in a state football championship and hoisting that trophy. I think that's really cool. And I think it's cool when you can make a high school football game seem like a big time college football game or even an NFL game, make these kids and coaches feel like they are on the big stage. We're continuing our conversation with Bob Brainerd, the play-by-play announcer for our Thursday night throwdown games on wisports.net. You can check those out on the wisports.net YouTube page going live about 6.50 every night with six o'clock kickoff and all kinds of uh, of features and promos that we'll be doing throughout the game to tell the story of not only the game, but also the communities involved. Bob, as you alluded to, you've done uh, college and in other levels and professional sports. How does your approach differ for high school sports when you're calling a high school sports game compared to college or professional? Well, um, there's, a, there's a lot of layers to that, Travis. First of all, we have to keep reminding ourselves that this is high school football or high school sports. So like, like a national announcer on a national game on a national stage, we don't want to call out officials. We don't want to call out coaching decisions or bad plays made by, by players. Now, if it's a televised event, people can see what happens. And so we want to describe the action and if there's if there's a blunder out there or something goes wrong, the, the people that are watching it, that are viewing, they can see it. They can make their own judgment. They can kick and scream and throw stuff, you know, around their living room if they want, if they don't agree with an official or a coach's decision. But that's up to them. But it's not something for us that we need to call out at a, at a high school level. And as far as the preparation, we don't 
we don't get game notes handed to us like the colleges or, or the pros do that have media departments. So what we have to do is we have to do research before every single football game. And that's going to be the case on the throwdown on Thursday nights. So what Dan and I do is each one of us takes a coach, takes one of the head coach prior to the game. We uh, set up a conversation over the phone or over Zoom with that coach. And we talk about their team. We go through the starters. We get a little thumbnails on the players. We, we try to find what makes their team tick and get little nuggets that we can share with the, the viewing folks that are tuned into the game. So that really turns into our game notes. We have to generate them. We have to talk to the coaches. And then we also just kind of cruise the web. And of course, we cruise your website a lot to get stats and get features, predictions, things like that. All of that goes into the homework section before we uh, do the throwdowns on Thursday night. So that's the big difference is there's a lot more preparation that we have to do because things aren't handed to us like they are in college or the pros. Have you seen schools embracing kind of that sports information idea more over the last few years as traditional media has has done less coverage at times and just schools have, have recognized that PR in general and around your your events and your um, your athletes and your teams especially is a good way to generate positive PR and let's be honest in an era of open enrollment, generate potential interest in your school? Have you seen an improvement in that at the high school level, at least? Oh, certainly, Travis. Um, take social media, for example. I mean, there are there are not just schools that have a social media athletic site, like on Facebook or Twitter or X or whatever we're calling it now, but you will have specific teams. So I'll just throw out uh, Kettle Moraine, okay? So Kettle Moraine has the school district that has an account but they also have the athletics that has an account. And then you have each team. So then the football team who won the D2 state title a year ago, the football team has its own page on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or what have you. So I think that's the evolution that we're seeing is that they're able to promote themselves in many ways with features, with, with game reminding fans that, hey, it's game day and, and arrive here. I've, I've seen social media used as a message board to send messages to students and say, hey, we're going to do a whiteout today or a blackout or it's a Hawaiian theme in the stands. So they use that as a tool within their own school and within their own program. So I really like that as well, Travis, because, again, that's a way for them to generate stories and get interest and get people fired up and communicate as well. And then, again, that goes into our homework preparation. We get to see all those kinds of things and get to see, all right, what is this team about? Uh, what are some of the underlying stories, not just the numbers and the things like that going into the game that we can get from your web page, but what is the community thinking? What are the players thinking? What what is the what are the fans what, what are the students thinking before the game? That's where they come through with flying colors when they toss all the info to us via social media. As you get ready for week one of Thursday Night Throwdown, it will be a big one in Division One Middleton, our preseason D1 number 13 ranked team. The favorites uh, in our preseason prognostication in the Big Eight Conference, traveling to Bayport preseason number six in Division One, favorites in the FRCC North. Uh, excellent non-conference game. I love these non-conference games because they're they're a lot of times games that you don't get to see otherwise. Um, you know, obviously Middleton and Bayport are not in the same conference. They're not going to play 
in the conference. They're maybe likely not to play in the playoffs unless it's really, really late. So this is kind of a matchup that we've always wanted to see that now we get a, a more of a chance to in non-conference. But Bay, Bayport against Middleton, what's your initial thoughts? What's your initial reactions to this big one? Well, I agree with you, Travis. This is a really great way to kick off Thursday night throwdown this season. This will be the third meeting in week one for these two teams. And so, again, here's part of the preparation. You're, you're talking with the coaches, you know, how did this matchup come to be? Well, they were both looking, they had an opening, they were both looking for a matchup that would fine-tune them before they got into conference play. So, all right, who's available? And, you know, through, through the lines of communications, they found each other. They didn't let the distance get in the way. It's like, hey, look, we played this early on in August. The kids aren't in school yet, so why don't we do it? So Middleton embraces it. Bayport embraces it. Bayport has won the first two matchups so far in this series. But, I, I, you know, just talking to the coaches, I think we're in for a closer contest than we've seen in the first two that could come down to the fourth quarter in this one. But, yeah, again, th- this, is, this is coaches that are not shying away. It's programs that are not shying away. They want to get themselves ready, not having an easy foe, Let's get on the bus, Middleton says. Let's travel far. And Bayport did it last year coming down to the Madison area. They want to do that because they want to get ready. And, Travis, what both coaches have echoed so far in our pregame prep is that these are games not only that showcase what they have to work on, but they're still auditioning kids for jobs. There are positions that are not set in stone that they have maybe three, four, even five guys that they're looking at for certain positions on the depth chart. So they want to see them in a true setting against a good football team. So they get a real barometer of if this kid is ready to take the starting job or is he going to be a two or three on the depth chart? So I think that's, that's another advantage for these, these coaches. They're auditioning kids. They're looking to see who's going to step up and who's going to step up against a real quality opponent in week one. Of course, some great players in this matchup. Bayport has a Wisconsin commit Landon Gauthier uh, linebacker. Uh, all-conference player from last year. Middleton's got a couple of Division I uh, players on their roster. Uh, so we're looking forward to a great game and, like you said, a great way to kick off Thursday night throwdown. Uh, we we also have to absolutely mention that we very much appreciate the schools and the coaches for welcoming, welcoming us in to Thursday night throwdown. Uh, this was an easy one. There was already a Thursday game, so it was easy, um, but still – they, they allow us to fit in and into the press box and into what they're doing. We have some games later in the year that we were able to work with the schools and get them to change their game from a Friday night to a Thursday, which is not easy to do. As, as you know, Bob, coaches are creatures of habit. They want to stay on schedule. They would prefer very much to have every game on Friday night um, and, and have it the same schedule. But we have some games later in the year that they were uh, good enough and, and trusted us enough to uh, to make that move. And we very much appreciate that. Bob, before we let you go and, and get some more prep ready for uh, Thursday night throwdown and, and get some final vacation uh, time in, what, as you look back at your high school high school broadcasting career, what are some moments, some games, some athletes maybe that stick out that you've seen in the past uh, as you kind of look back at your broadcasting uh, career? My my goodness. Um, Phew. And I'm only hesitating because there there are so many Travis. Um, as you know, the excitement of state football at Camp Randall, that's really when these kids are on the biggest stage and they're playing for 
you know, the biggest uh, award at the end of the season. So there've been some really terrific games there, but, but even over the years, uh, you know, I, I think back, I've, I've covered the Watt brothers, um, you know, all three of them, you know, in, in one form or another. So I, and I remember all of them making plays and just kind of watching them and what watching how they walked a different walk then I mean, you just kind of knew that they had the ilk and they had the background and the savvy and, and, and everything, the whole, the whole package, you knew that these kids were lined up for success because of how hard they worked. And then of course, JJ setting the standard, but you also then saw Derek and TJ follow at Pewaukee. And you could see that they didn't want to just be known as JJ's little brothers. They wanted to make their own marks and they both certainly have as well. So I think that's cool to see. You know, we, we've seen a lot of future Wisconsin Badgers when when they're playing at the high school level. And then they go on. Travis Beckham, when he was at Oak Creek, you know, went on to become a terrific tight end with the Badgers. Uh, you know, on on and on. And they don't have to all, all be kids that end up in Wisconsin. Some kids have gone out of state and played, and they've become big-time college players and even NFL players. I Heck, I remember covering Joe Thomas when he was at Brookfield Central way back when he was he was a spectacular athlete in three different sports shot put basketball football and of course here we are a couple weeks later uh, a couple weeks ago and he goes into the uh, pro football hall of fame so dreams do come true and they can come true and it's really cool to watch that happen travis as the they evolve over the years but i will add this too it's also cool to watch a kid play in his final football game that he knows he's not going to go and play collegiately, but he gets to make it to Camp Randall and he gets to, to play on the big stage and he gets to hoist that gold trophy at the end. And he knows this is my final moment of ever playing competitive football. That is really a cool feeling too. Absolutely. Great stuff. We, we love high school sports. Obviously you and I, uh, you know, have, have embraced it and we love that people do as well. We hope people embrace the Thursday night throwdown uh love the fact that it's on thursday so people that play on friday night can can check in and, and watch the the big game in the state of wisconsin each week um we've got some big games coming up you you mentioned pewaukee a little bit in brookfield we've got week two just to tease the next one for everybody and tee it up pewaukee at brookfield central next week both teams ranked again in our preseason rankings as every team on our schedule is ranked in the preseason uh rankings on WSN. So we've got some great matchups coming early and often on the Thursday night throwdown. Bob, we'll let you get back to it, but appreciate you joining us. And of course, everybody can check him out on the Thursday night throwdown broadcast on the WSN YouTube page. Uh, make sure you check that out, tune in and uh, give Bob a shout out as well. Uh, I, I don't know, Bob, do you, do you do the uh, mention people on air if they, if they give you a tweet or a message or something, you, you into that? Yeah. 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 Some, yeah. Sometimes we're, get food then we give you know the schools a shout out so if there's if there's any fine concessions from the local areas and they want to want to spread the food love we're all about that we'll definitely give a food shout out there you go bayport folks listening in if you've got a, a good concession item if you've got a good local establishment that has a, a famous burger or a giant pretzel or whatever it might be get it to bob and and dan and uh, and while they are in the midst of stuffing their face with the food, they'll give you a shout out as well. 
Bob, we appreciate you joining us. Again, we're excited. We're looking forward to it uh, for the Thursday night throwdown. And uh, best of luck on the call. And we'll be chatting more, I'm sure. Travis, thanks so much. Can't wait for the throwdown. All right, there you go. Again, we've got a huge matchup for the Thursday night throwdown in week one with Bayport welcoming in Middleton. Let's take a look through our schedule, upcoming schedule for games later in the season as part of our Thursday night throwdown. As we talked about with Bob, we're very appreciative for the schools and the coaches allowing us to come in and broadcast these games and showcase their teams, athletes, and communities. We're especially appreciative of the teams that were good enough to move their games from a Friday to a Thursday to help accommodate this uh, featured broadcast and, uh, and make it happen. So big shout out to everybody involved. Week one, again, Middleton at Bayport. Every one of these teams that are featured on Thursday Night Throwdown are ranked in our preseason rankings, all uh, all of the games feature ranked matchups. Week two, Pewaukee at Brookfield Central, a couple neighboring schools in the Milwaukee area. Preseason D3, number seven for Pewaukee. Brookfield Central ranked in the Division Two rankings. Week three, conference play gets underway. We've got a Woodland Conference battle. Perhaps the two best teams in the Woodland Conference meeting up right away to kick things off. It'll be Grafton at Wisconsin Lutheran, both teams ranked in Division Three. Week four, we go a little bit smaller school route. Going away from the uh, the Milwaukee area, we're going to head to Columbus. The defending Division Four state champions are preseason number one in Division Four. although the updated enrollments that we got after we had published those preseason rankings show that it is very likely that Columbus will move to Division Five this year which would be a, certainly a storyline that we'll be following. But Columbus welcomes in Lake Mills, a team that we have preseason number 11 in Division Four. That Capital Conference is loaded. Lodi is outstanding. Lake Mills, very good. Lakeside Lutheran, very good. Columbus defending state champions. Now that's a, a good, deep, talented league, and that's a big one in the Capital Conference for Week 4. Week 5, we've got an old-school rivalry homestead and hartford both teams ranked in the preseason in division two that game's at hartford dan brunner on the call for that one former head coach at hartford many battles between brunner's hartford excuse me orioles and homestead under dave keel in the past coach brunner coach keel longtime friends longtime competitors going back to their high school days in the Milwaukee City Conference. If you've ever attended, well, anything that these two have been at, you have heard stories of their uh, their matchups going back to high school. Um, the Hall of Fame banquet that Coach Keel MCs is always uh, a good time listening to his stories about uh, playing against Coach Brunner. So excited to have that one on the schedule for Week 5. In Week 6, we've got perhaps a de facto Conference championship game between Oak Creek and Franklin in the Southeast Conference. Now, this one takes on a little bit of, of additional interest with the recent announcement that Oak Creek quarterback Cade Pelikowski, one of the best quarterbacks in the entire state, uh, would have been the rare four-year starter. He's not playing football this year. He's got a baseball scholarship to North Carolina, and he's going to focus on baseball not going to play football this year. So that certainly adds a level of interest, intrigue, and opportunity 
to that Southeast Conference race. Oak Creek won it last year, but Franklin looking to regain their place atop the league standings. It's a pretty strong senior group at Franklin. They've uh, they've been on varsity, many of them for uh, now third or even fourth year. You got guys like Terrence Shelton, the running back that's going uh, Division One. You've got Talon Summers, Tegan Fox, Jack Brooks. Just a strong senior group that's ready to make their mark in Franklin history. Week seven, heading to the Northeastern Conference as Freedom will take on Little Shoot. Both teams ranked in Division Four in the preseason. Both teams usually pretty strong in that Northeastern Conference. So we're looking forward to that one in Week 7. Week 8, how about St. Mary Springs at Mayville? Mayville been in, has been in the uh, Division 5 state championship game the last two years. Got to regroup, though. Blake Schroffnagel, gone. Bradley Bushke, gone. Addison Middlestadt, gone. Got some, some retooling to do for Mayville under head coach Scott Hilber, but they certainly have the tools to be successful. St. Mary Springs... 14 consecutive years, making it to at least the state semifinals. One of the more amazing streaks in state history, right up there with Kimberly's 70-game winning streak, Stratford's six straight state titles, Homestead's 18 straight conference championships. That's very impressive. St. Mary Springs trying to make that happen again this year and get back to at least the state uh, semifinals. So that's week eight. Week nine is still to be announced. We We've uh, worked on a few games that just it, it didn't work um, with the schedule for the schools. We're going to find a good one. We'll announce that as soon as we can. But uh, week nine, as of right now, TBD. Well, there you go. There you have it. We're ready for the high school football season to get underway. We're pumped to be able to, br- to offer the Thursday night throwdown broadcast. We're looking forward to all the teams around the state, all the f- high school football fans tuning in to that game on Thursday night. Again, a high-level, professional-quality, four-camera production, experienced veteran announcers, high-level graphics packages, replays, interviews with school personnel and, and folks from the community. It's going to be a great opportunity to showcase these schools and these communities. If you're already thinking about you maybe want your team featured next year on our Thursday night throwdown, please reach out early. We're going to start putting our schedule together early So if you want to get involved, touch base, reach out, and uh, let us know so we can start putting your favorite team into the rotation. But that will do it for today. We're, We're excited to get out to games. As we say, always check out games as much as you can. It's a great atmosphere for high school sports. If you're going to a game, let's help save lives on Wisconsin roads. The life you save might just be yours. Make the commitment to yourself and passengers that are with you by buckling up and putting the phone down every trip, every time. To find out more, take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. Well, that will do it for today on the WSN Podcast. Be sure to check out our Thursday Night Throwdown game on the WSN YouTube channel. I am Travis Wilson. We'll see you at a game.